You're listening to the Outdoor Photography Podcast, Episode 16. In today's Tidbit Tuesday, we're going to chat about what to photograph on those overcast, gloomy, gray days. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Brenda Petrella, the creator of Outdoor Photography School. Join me as I sit down with top landscape and nature photographers and outdoor industry experts to chat about creativity, composition, photography tips and techniques, essential gear, safety in the outdoors, respect for nature, and so much more. Tune in every week to learn how to create compelling and impactful images while exploring and enjoying the natural world. Welcome to the Outdoor Photography Podcast. Hey everyone, Brenda Petrella here, here to help you create better images and reconnect with nature. We don't have any specific listener questions today, but today's topic is one I get asked about frequently, which is what to do when faced with overcast days with uninteresting light. As you know, I love hearing from you, and if you want to submit a question for me to answer on the podcast, you can by clicking the link in today's episode description or at outdoorphotographyschool.com forward slash podcast. Or you can also just send me an email with your question at brenda at outdoorphotographyschool.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. So have you had the experience of finally being able to take a day off from work? You have all your other major responsibilities like childcare covered, and you actually have a full day dedicated to photography. You're so excited you wake up a couple of hours before dawn to catch the best light of the day. And with your adrenaline pumping about the possibilities ahead of you, you barely even need that first cup of coffee. You get to your predetermined location early to set up your camera and tripod and to wait for the incredible light of golden hour to cast its warm glow over your carefully scouted composition. You sit in anticipation, but as the day awakens. It's overcast, it's drab with just gray, uninteresting clouds. Your weather prediction app was wrong. There is no golden hour, there is no epic sunrise, and disappointment sets in. You think, man, I should have just slept in instead. So what do you do? Do you turn around and head home? Or do you embrace the gray? I say embrace the gray. There are so many photographic opportunities for outdoor photographers on days like these. It's actually one of my favorite conditions in which to photograph. So let's chat about what to photograph when the light is less than ideal and there are no interesting clouds or moody atmospheric conditions to help. First, I think it's important to reframe how we think about light. And I want to emphasize a concept that we've touched upon on the podcast before, which is that there is no such thing as bad light, just bad applications of the light that's available. There's a Scandinavian saying that I often use as a comparison, which is that there is no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. So in other words, not dressing properly for the weather is the issue, not the weather itself. So by extension, what I think we can learn from this is that light is just light and certain subjects and compositions work well for different qualities and characteristics of light. So the idea is to assess what sort of light you have and then look for subjects and compositions that fit well with that kind of light. 
instead of having a rigid idea for a composition in mind and then being disappointed by the light on a given day. So starting with assessing light first can help keep you flexible and more able to adapt to the conditions nature provides. Now, in a future Tidbit Tuesday episode, I'll talk more about the different qualities and characteristics of light. Thinking of light as neither good nor bad can help us change our expectations around our experiences in the field, which is a powerful concept that my friend Sarah Marino teaches. By letting go of the expectation that you need a certain kind of light to create compelling images, you can actually feed your creative mind more, and you may find that your time in the field is more rewarding and fruitful as a result. And if you missed my interview with Sarah, you can listen to it in episode 13. The quality of light on an overcast day is characterized as flat and even, and this type of light results in very little contrast and therefore makes the light and dark areas of a scene more similar in terms of luminosity. And you can use this to your advantage by seeking out compositions that would benefit from a lower dynamic range. By reducing the dynamic range of a scene, clouds can help bring out shadow details that would otherwise be missed under harsher lighting conditions. So think about some potential subjects that may benefit from this quality of light. So what comes to mind for you? Some of my favorite subjects to photograph are waterfalls and streams, and they work really well on overcast days because it can be quite easy to blow out the highlights on moving water, even with a circular polarizing filter. Also, reflections work really well on overcast days because water tends to be a little bit stiller under those types of weather conditions. So anytime the light is flat or soft, I almost always think of water as a potential subject. Another subject that works really well on cloudy days is woodland or forest scenes, which can be difficult to photograph on sunny days because the light that filters through the trees to the forest floor can often be harsh and therefore difficult to expose for properly without then losing shadow details or needing to do a bracketed exposure. The flat even light of a cloudy day can also help you bring out different details and tell a variety of stories of the forest that might not otherwise be possible. If the sky is really drab, then consider excluding it altogether and simplify the scene. Or you can actually use the sky as a monotone backdrop to isolate a subject using a shallow depth of field. For instance, if you wanted to do portraits of leaves or an array of branches that had an interesting shape, for example. Another way to exclude a sky is to do macro photography. And macro works really well on overcast days because the whole sky is essentially a softbox. And so you won't need a diffuser to help even out the light on your subject. And colors are often enhanced on overcast days. So this also creates ideal conditions for photographing flowers and plants. Likewise, the colors of fall foliage are often too washed out on sunny days. And so the best time to photograph the fall colors are either on a cloudy day, after a rainstorm, or in soft morning or evening light. Overcast days are also conducive to photographing wildlife because sunlight can create shadows on the face of your subject. And as you likely know, the most important element of a good wildlife photo is the eyes. And if the eyes in your photo are lost in shadow, then that personal connection with the subject could be lost. Lastly, whether you're in the mountains, the plains, at the ocean, or in a desert location, 
Flat even light can be great for creating compositions using a telephoto lens where you emphasize patterns, repetition, textures, geometry, or color in a more abstract rendition of a subject or a scene. So there are a lot of possibilities for creating compelling images, even if the light isn't quote-unquote epic, and I encourage you to embrace the gray. But if you're really not feeling inspired on a cloudy day, then use that time you've set aside for photography to scout out some new locations or practice different types of compositions that you may want to revisit in the future, or simply just enjoy being out there regardless of whether you can create an image worth keeping. Sometimes I like to think of those sorts of outings as days in training, which all contribute to you and me becoming better photographers. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this Quick Tidbit Tuesday. As always, I appreciate you tuning in and I hope the tips today help inspire you to get out on those overcast days. You can find the links to OPS articles on photographing waterfalls and streams and the fall colors in the show notes at outdoorphotographyschool.com forward slash episode 16. Just a quick reminder that the Natural Landscape Photography Awards is open for entries until September 1st. And they are offering listeners of the podcast 15% off your entry fee when you use the discount code OPS15 at checkout. So find out more about their submission requirements, including what post-processing methods are accepted, their incredible lineup of judges, and other important information at naturallandscapeawards.com. So again, use code OPS15 for 15% off your submission to the Natural Landscape Photography Awards. And best of luck. Hey, are you enjoying the podcast? I hope so. And if so, you can show your support by either leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by buying me a coffee through the link in the episode description, which goes towards producing and continually improving the show. And I greatly appreciate all of the listeners who have shown their support so far. It means a lot to me to know that the podcast is helping you out in some way. And I'll be back here next week with award-winning writer and photographer, Charles Bergman, to talk about his journeys to multiple continents to document and learn about every penguin species in the world. If you're interested in photography projects, book writing, wildlife photography, and or connecting with nature, you won't want to miss this conversation. So until then, get outside, my friends, and find yourself a little nature. Take care.